Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I want to I want to keep going into the things that's in the Lord's heart uh, for the church, um, and I'm gonna I want to read this verse that we've been on for literally months, um, and I, I want to bring a new dimension to it that we haven't talked about quite yet. Um, but it's Matthew sixteen eighteen, and this is again this is where Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, "Who do you who do you say I am?" and Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, and, and Jesus responded to him, and he said, I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, which we've talked thoroughly that that rock he's talking about is the re- revelation of Jesus as the Christ, son of the living God, so he said, on this rock, I will build my church, everybody say, build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, I will build my church the Greek word for church is ekklesia, and, and, he's, and we've been talking lately about that word build. The Greek word for the word build, I will build my church, is oikodomeo. I want you guys say that, oikodomeo. Oikodomeo means to build, to build up, to strengthen, okay? So he's saying I will build my church as oikodomeo. And we've been talking about how that word has two root words in it in the Greek. There's oikos and there's doma. And so the word doma means roof. So it's the roof of a house, right, or a roof of a building. And then there's oikos, which is his house, the household, the family, all right? And so we often, when we hear the word house, we're thinking of a structure that people live in. But in this context, oikos, when God thinks about house, it could include the building, but really it's talking about the family that lives in it. Amen? All right, so oikos. Everybody say oikos. That's family. Doma. Roof. All right, so when he says, I will build my church on this rock, I will build my church. He's, he's saying, I will build it up, but, he, but it, it has the, the connotation of building a family and building a, a house to shelter the family in. Okay, so, so basically Jesus is saying upon the solid rock foundation of the revelation of who I truly am, I will build up my family and I will build a roof over it and this household is my church. I love that because that has so much more depth to it than just I'm going to build my church, right? You guys with me? Okay. And, and then I want to read out of 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5, if you guys want to turn there real fast, because um, I want to keep going into these, these words a little bit more here. 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5. <clears throat> it says, we're coming to him, talking about Jesus, as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. Everybody say, we're being built up a spiritual house. 
a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, all right? So he says you're, built, you're being built up a spiritual house. That word build up, again, is oikodomeo, building what? A house, oikos, building a house, oikodomeo and oikos. You guys see what I'm saying? So it's, it's the same words, and it just keeps making it more rich and more powerful, all right? So we got that word oikodomeo, and we've been talking about this for a while now. It means to build up, to build, to strengthen, but it also means to edify, to edify, okay? So when he's talking about building a house that he's going to call his church, this is my family, I'm going to call it my church, that word oikodome, I'm going to build it up, actually can be interpreted edify. Come on. That kind of is a different concept. But to God, it's the same thing, okay? Edify. So the building of the church is, is really the same as edifying all right, and so what if God sees edification as partnering with him in building his family and in building a covering over his family? Edification is the building of his church. That's what he's saying right here. Isn't that crazy? All right, so I want you guys to turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. Some of y'all look sleepy, but man, you had an extra hour last night. Get that fire flowing. Ephesians 4, and I'm going to start on verse 11. Well, in verse 7, it says that, that grace has been given to each one to the measure of Christ's gift. And it says that he, that he was ascended on high. He, left, he let, led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. All right, but verse 11, it's talking about Jesus. And it says, he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. All right, we, we love to, uh, looking at the five-fold giftings. That's what that's saying right there. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So let me just pause for a second and ask the question. When it talks about the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, in this passage here, who's doing the work of the ministry? It's not the fivefold, it's the saints, all right? The saints are doing ministry, but their, their ministry is equipping the saints to do ministry. See what I'm saying? All right, so, so the equipping of the saints to do, for the work of ministry, guess what? For the edifying of the body of Christ. All right, so this, that verse says that the apostles, prophets, Evangelists, pastors, and teachers, it's what we call the fivefold ministry. The, the, their, their purposes are to train and equip the people of the church how to bring the kingdom and to minister it. And also, their purpose is to bring edification to edify the body of Christ. So every Sunday when I'm up here or whoever's up here speaking, part of what we're supposed to be doing is edifying the church, okay? And so people, people might think that that's talking about teaching and preaching, and, and that, that's actually part of it, but it's not the whole of it, all right? But, but so like the fivefold, 
is for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's keep reading, though. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Are we there yet? No. But does this say that it's going to happen? It does say it's going to happen. There will come a time when there's the unity of the faith, right? The knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man. Whoa. Are we perfect yet? To the, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Have you guys seen the church yet at large or this one come into the fullness of all things in Christ yet? No. What you, do you know what that means? Does it mean we're falling short? Or does it mean we're on our way to better things to come? A lot of people are spending their time focusing on how we're falling short when God's focusing on, no, let's not focus on you're falling short. Let's focus on we're going somewhere greater than we are right now. Amen? We can either focus on the problem that we haven't arrived yet, or we can focus on the solution that we're getting there. Amen? So God actually has dreams of his church that it's going to become the incredible thing. It's going to, there's going to be unity, and it's going to grow into the perfect man, and it's going to come into the full measure, the measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. His church is what it's talking about. Amen? That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about, about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking truth and love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Jesus Christ. Come on. So like God's plan with the church is that we're growing and we're becoming something far greater than we currently are, where there's unity and the fullness of God. And guess what? Jesus is the head of his church, which is his body, okay? That's what it says. He's the head and we're the body, and Jesus does not plan on being a bobblehead, where you got this skinny body and this big head on it, and it just goes like this all the time. Like God is actually growing his church and maturing his church to come into the fullness of all things so that there's a body that matches the head with him. Hallelujah. All right? So, so that's what he has the vision of for the church. Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by, every, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth in the body for the edifying of itself in love. This is an amazing, powerful, prophetic picture of everything that God dreams of the church becoming on this earth. And, and we, we are, we're in a culture that looks at the church and sees all the flaws in it and the failures and everything that doesn't look like Jesus. And, and we can focus on that and be like, well, the church is failing. Well, the church is falling apart. The church is unhealthy. And we can look at all that stuff and focus on the deficiency and the, the gap of where it should be. Or we can look at what Jesus looks at in his body and he sees, I know where we're going. And it is amazing. And God has a prophetic vision. And when God prophesies, he doesn't just loosely throw the words out and it's like, I hope this happens. No, he knows it's going to happen. But it's going to happen by the partnering of us getting it there. Come on. 
So Jesus is building his church. He is building his church. And he is taking the church somewhere. He is forming the church into something wonderful. For anybody who's willing to come fully yielded to the Lord, he's using that to shift things and to straighten up things and to come into order, to align our value systems with his so that everything of heaven can come upon us. Who's still sleeping right now? Because I feel like we're in a sleepy crowd. It's time to wake up because we have places to go. All right, but this is God's version of the church. Like when God's looking at his church, he's not looking, he's not focusing in on the message. He's focusing in on the goal that he's calling out to help us shift into the greatness that God knows that we are. He knows the spirit that he put in the church. He knows the DNA that he built it with. He knows that we are not there right now, but he's calling us forth. He's calling us up. He's got great things ahead of us. Before Jesus comes back, the church isn't going to fall apart. It's going to rise up and be powerful and mighty. Come on. And, and I am dedicating my life to helping the church get to that place. Come on. I'm, it's, I'm glad you're with me because it's going to take us all to make it happen. All right, so I want to focus on a couple of things here because in that big picture, it starts off by talking about the, the fivefold, the apostles, the, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, and they're, they're here to, for the equipping of the saints and for the edifying of the church, and we've got to think about that. We, got to, we need to upgrade our belief system and our understanding of what it means to edify because it's the same word in the Greek, Oikodomeo. <laughs> it is that same word, oikodomeo. The same word that Jesus said, I will build my church. He was speaking to something that didn't even exist yet when he said that to Peter. It didn't even exist yet. It hadn't been born yet. And he's saying, I'm going to build my church. And it's going to be so powerful that even the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Like he has big dreams, big vision of where he's taken his church. I will build my church. I will oikodomeo my church. I'm going to build a family and I'm going to build a structure to protect it and to raise it up in. Come on. And so it's the same word, oikodomeo. He says that the fivefold leaders of the church are going to oikodomeo the church. Whoa. The edifying of the body of Christ. It's, we, we, we get to find the ways that we need to edify one another. And in doing so, Jesus is stepping in through our edifications and literally using us in that way to oikodomeo, to build his church. I'm working harder at this than I feel like <laughs> you guys are getting. But we're going somewhere. All right, so the, the, there's the edification of the body of Christ, oikodomeo, it's the same thing to God, building, constructing my church. Come on. And so and it paints that picture of all the great places God's taken the church to. But, and there can be a tendency for people of the church to think that it's the, it's the leaders in positions job to make this thing happen. And so we're going we're gonna to let it happen to us. We're going to let it happen to us by other people's obedience and faithfulness. And it does take the leaders 
investment to make it happen, but if we think that's all it's going to take to build this thing, we're missing the whole picture here because this whole picture literally is the church and everybody in it coming into unity with the building of Jesus' church. And at the end, in in that verse um, 16, it says, from the whole body joined and knit together. All right, that's everybody who's in the body, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, all right? What every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Everybody say every point, every joint supplies, all right? And then say um, every part does its share. Wow, so it's not just the apostles and the prophets and the pastors and the evangelists and the teachers. It's every part. Okay? And it continues, and it says it causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The edifying of itself. That means it's not just the people in positions that's doing this. The body, each part, needs to be edifying itself, one another. Edifying. Oikodomeo. We're all in this together, and we all have very important responsibility to invest ourselves in the partnership of Jesus Christ in the ecodomeo, oikodomeo, I submit, the building of his church, his family, his oikos. We all have an important part in that. Come on. All right, so when it says each person is meant to be helping, it says, it says every, by what every joint supplies. Everybody said that, by what every joint supplies. That means every part needs to be supplying help to this thing happening. It says every part does its share. Everybody say, every part does its share. Every single person in the body has responsibility to be showing up and being part of Jesus' oikodomeo plan, the edification, the building of his church. Hallelujah. All right, so this is the edifying of the body amongst one another, right? In love. So this is meant to be one towards another. It's not just the leaders towards the church. It's all, all of us, okay? What if God wants every joint in his body supplying the same way that you want every joint in your body to supply Like, you want your body doing good, right? You, like, whether you think about it or not, like, if, even if it's on the subconscious realm, you want your every joint working good, don't you? You want every muscle working good. How, how much do you want it working good? You want it so much. What if Jesus wants every joint in his body supplying its share? Come on, guys. What if Jesus wants every part of his body doing its share as much as you want every part of your body doing its share? What if Jesus wants us to love and take care of his body the way he loves and takes care of his body? Come on. It's not all my job, I'll tell you that. 
It takes all of us. All of us. And it's, it's more than just edification. It's more than just saying the right things. That's important. But it's way more than just saying the right things. All right? Because when we just say the right things, it can be more surfacey. You know, it can, it can be just surfacey encouraging words. And we do that a lot. Surfacey. But, but when it stays there, it tickles ears and it flatters in the moment. Okay? And flattery has never changed somebody's life before. Okay? And all that flattery ever did was gave the flattering person, the person who's doing the flattering, a moment of false favor. Hallelujah. It might give somebody a, a warm fuzzies or a moment of a big head or whatever. Okay? But we're, we're looking not to... Not just to make people feel good for a moment, but to impact each other's lives in lasting ways. Amen? Looking for ways how we can actually strengthen one another. Oikodomeo means to strengthen, to build up. Okay? So flattery, which happens a lot in Christianity, flattery is all about the person giving the word, not the one who's actually receiving it, because it makes you look good in the moment, all right? But edification is all about the one who's receiving it, not the one who's giving it. It's a, edification is a, is a selfless act, but it's a necessary act. Amen? So, so what does it mean to edify? I'll, I'll tell you a couple of questions to ask yourself to help you edify one another, okay? A couple of questions I can ask myself if I want to edify someone. What can I do to help reinforce the work of Christ within you and within the church family? What can, not just how can I give you a, a, pass, a passing moment of encouragement. No, what can I literally do to partner with, to help reinforce everything that Jesus is doing in your life? Or in the church? How can I help you aim into your identity growth and into the grace of God flowing in your life? Is anybody with me right now? All right. How, I'm going to repeat those. What can I do to help reinforce the work of Christ within you and within the church family? How can I help you aim into your identity growth and into the grace of God flowing more in your life. That's edification. It's not just words. It's actually partnership with somebody else's strengthening and growing experience. Come on. One of the most important things that you can ever do for yourself is to, is to come into a greater understanding of your identity in Jesus Christ that's far beyond what you could do on your own ability, Christ's identity in you, okay? That, there's nothing more powerful than you can do as a Christian in learning all that Jesus has already put in you that he wants to make real to you, okay? Does that make sense? So with, I, with coming into our identity, 
We need, we need re- revelation, the revealing of our true identity, okay? We also need validation. So you don't want to just get an idea. You need that idea to get validated too, okay? You, you want to you make sure that you continue encouraging yourself in your identity, okay? And then you don't want to just stay there because if it just stays in revelation and validation, like you can, then it just becomes good ideas, but the Lord wants to take it into transformation. So revelation, validation, transformation in your identity. Does that make sense? But we don't want to just do that. Like we want to get revelation, validation, and transformation. And all through that journey, we need to start learning how to act accordingly to what God's revealing to you during the process. <laughs> if, if anybody feels like this is like going over your head or it's too much at once, we always make podcasts, and they're there for a resource. You can go back and listen again and take it in deeper. This is important stuff. All right, so transformation means that we start thinking and acting and looking more like Jesus and less like our old man. (laughs) Hallelujah! I just did that to wake you up. I'm sorry. I see things you guys don't see when you're just looking at me. I'm seeing all you, and sometimes I see those heavy eyes. So, <laughs> All right, knowing our identity in Christ is a starting point, but it's not the ending point. All right, the Lord, the Lord wants to completely transform us in who we are, but that's not all he wants to do. See, Jesus, Jesus told his disciples when he sent them out, freely you have received, now freely give. So he wants to transform us, and then he wants to give away all the things that he's done in us. So guess what? That means it's not all about me. It, it, that's, the, that's where it starts, because I need to have my transformation experience. So I ha- actually have something good to give away. But I need to be given away what he's given me because that's how God works. He gives you something and he wants you to be blessed, but then he wants you to give it away so other people can be blessed too. All right? So he's transforming us into his image and then he wants to share it. He wants to increase it. He wants to multiply that in other people's lives. And that's how he dreams of taking over this world with his good kingdom. Okay? We've got to share it. All right? So... When, when you know your identity in Christ, it's a starting point. It's not the ending point. And so when, when you get things from the Lord that's transforming, guess what you got to do with it? You got to give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. What he gave you, you got to give it to your brother. What he gave you, you got to give it to your sister. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Come on. And that's how God is. Amen? Do you guys get the point here? I mean, that was funny, but get the point too. Like laugh, let's have fun, but then get it. 
get it, and then give it away. <laughs> and then give it away, give it away now, all right? So, so we need to be thinking about how can I help you? Like, I, Lord, thank you for helping me. Now how can I help you around me? How can I be helping my brothers and my sisters to, to be able to get these things that God's given to me too, all right? So I need to, I need to uh, from, from the, the bounty of what God's doing to me and in my revelation, I need to be finding out how I can, I can give the gift of that away to other people. So I need to be looking at how, like, the revelation of your identity, I'm calling you guys higher, guys. I'm calling me higher, too. Because we have better places to go. And we can't just keep looking at ourselves and our own growth journey. It's important, but you got to give it away. Amen? So if I get revelation of my identity, and that's the most powerful and important thing I can do in my walk with Jesus... And knowing him more through that, because identity is not just about you, it's about him and him manifesting himself in you, okay? So really it starts with him and then your transformation. How can I, how can I bless you? I can give you more. I can, see, I can ask God to help me to see your identity more. The identity that, that's not reflective in behavior, it's reflective in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, burial, and resurrection, and to be able to dream into what does God know that this person's becoming? Because it's far greater than what they're living in right now. Okay? So, so how can I help you? I can get a revelation of your identity. And then, not just getting a revelation of your identity, I can validate your identity. Validate your identity. And call out the gold. But we don't want to just stop there. I need to be finding ways that I can be sowing into your transformation journey so that you're, you're coming into your identity. How can I invest myself into your identity journey transformation? That's edification. <laughs> and then I gotta treat you accordingly in the process. Doesn't mean we don't deal with issues when they come up. Yes, we do, but it's not for the purpose of, of, of like putting distance between me and somebody who did me wrong. It's for the purpose of helping that person come into their identity in Jesus Christ, and that is hindering them. <laughs> Guys, I'm giving gold out right now. Good. Treat you accordingly in the process. I gotta, I gotta be intentional to see the finished work of Jesus in you and call it forth and validate it and then treat you accordingly. So we really should actually be treating one another like princes and princesses who deserve to be treated like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're helping the body of Christ grow towards the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's edification. It's edification. It's not just words of momentary flattery. It's, it's investing yourself into the growth and the strengthening of one another into the fullness of Christ. 
Sometimes edification looks like encouragement. Sometimes it looks like casting vision for things you don't understand yet so you can come into it. Sometimes it even looks like correction, but not correction to make you feel bad, correction to give you an opportunity to adjust into the growth process. We're partnering with Jesus and him building up his family and building a covering over his family. And this household is his church. Come on, we're partnering with him. He builds his church, but he uses us to partner with him. So that word edify in the, in the English, um, in the dictionary, it means to instruct, to improve morally or intellectually, to improve, make better, lift up. All right? And these concepts are really good, but mostly at the soul level. So it's a good starting point, but it's not really the, 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 the full purpose of what God means with edification because he's not just trying to get us to make each other feel good at the soul level. He's trying to help us invest ourselves into the spirit level too. Come on. You guys with me? The English, in the English word edify... There is literally is a, is a connection with that word edify and the, and the building. Because there's a word that's called edifice. Have you ever heard of an edifice? We don't use that word often. But it actually means a, a building and especially a large imposing building. An edifice. Edify. Edifice. Edify, big, huge, powerful building. Okay. So, like, to God, the word edify really is partnership with Jesus building his church. In the Bible, it's far more than just lifting someone up emotionally. That's part of it. Okay, but it's far greater than that. It's literally building reinforcement structures within people's spirits and within the church. If you think the church, if you can think of the church like a body, because that's what we just read, right? Think of it like a body. Edification is like building muscle mass. Edification is like resetting bones and joints that are out of place. Edification is making the body healthy and whole and focused on its purpose edification. It's far greater, far more important than just being able to give encouraging words. It's literally speaking into and serving into growth so Jesus can build his church within each one and together in a corporate way, building his church. Hallelujah. Edification. It's a big deal. It's, a, it's way bigger than just nice words. In 1 Corinthians 14.4, it says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Oikodomeo. I can speak in tongues, 
but but it's not it's not a word to the body. It's a prayer, right? It's it's me connecting with God and my spirit connecting with God. It's edifying me. It's oikodomeo. It's it's not just encouraging me. It does do that, but it's literally building me up in my spirit, man. And it says that in Jude, it says, build yourself up in the most holy faith by praying in the spirit. So praying in tongues literally helps, oh sorry, oikodomeo, it helps you build within you all that God has for you. But it continues and it says, but he who prophesies, that's, that's words to the actual people, right? He who prophesies edifies the church. So he who prophesies oikodomeos. The church. It's not just encouraging. It's literally partnering with the works of Jesus to build structures and reinforcements and strength and growth into your life and the church. <laughs> Come on. There's so many people who prophesy doom and gloom and destruction and deconstruction upon the church. It's insane. And, and, and some of them are even big-name people that, that are looked up to, but people are just, they see all the stuff, and they're just declaring God's judgments coming on the house, and, and, and look out because things are about to get bad, and it's going to fall apart or whatever. That, that's, that's where a lot of prophecies get aimed, but this verse right here, I'm going to go with Paul's opinion over some 2023 prophet's opinion. I'm sorry. Paul says that prophecy edifies the church. Prophecy is supposed to be building the church up, not tearing the church down. We, we need to be speaking things that help Jesus build the structures. I liked um, when Gene read that out of the Passion. I forgot what it said, but it said something like the church is in renovation. What did it say? It's in construction. It's in construction. So the, the Lord is he's building more. He's got farther and greater things to go. It's going to get better and better if we partner with him. And so our partnering with him is entering into his edification of the church. And we need to be even prophesying and speaking into where God's trying to take the church to help build it up into all the great things that he has for it. And you guys think that I've been preaching a long series on the church on Sundays? I think I am doing that, but I think I am prophesying. Every Sunday I'm prophesying into the identity of the church. Prophesying into the destiny of the church because God's building this thing and he's trying to restore all things that are broken and not doing well. We got to see what God's doing and partner with him and come into agreement with it and speak it and validate it and serve it and help it and die for it even. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I'm not just preaching principles of truth. I'm, I'm speaking to dry, dead bones to arise. Come on. That's why I, I'm not relenting on this right now because there's a long ways to go. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore comfort each other and edify 
one another just as you are also doing, to edify one another. Literally is a call on you guys to find ways that you can bring comfort to each other, which by the way, that word comfort is actually the same word in the spirit or in the in the Greek as the word that talks about the Holy Spirit being a comforter, and it's to bring comfort, but it's also to strengthen one another. So we got to be looking actively for ways that we can be helping one another move forward in their identity and destiny journeys, not just individually, but collectively as a church too. Hallelujah. Acts 20, 32 says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That word is ep oikodomeo. It's the same word. It's to build on the word of grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So this Oikodomeo, this edification, brings us into inheritance. Where do you get inheritance from? Your family. The Lord's trying to help, uh, help edify his oikos family so that he can bring inheritances to us. <laughs> there's more for you. Whatever your struggle is, there's more breakthrough for you. There's greater things ahead. God has it all ready to release on your life. But we're doing this together. We've got to build one another up. Guess what? Whatever each other's breakthroughs is, we should take ownership of each other's breakthroughs and pray and intercede for them. It's not all about you. What if, we're, what if people are so focused on just praying for their breakthroughs and that's it? Because that's all you can get consumed with is that thing. You got one person praying for that thing. What if we start finding ways to pray into each other's breakthroughs, and then you're going to probably have multiple people praying for your thing? Which is more powerful? We need to take ownership of each other's breakthroughs. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. That's a, we can just stop right there. <laughs> but, what, but what is good for necessary, everybody say it, edification. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Oiko, or epi, what is it? Oikodomeo is, what, is, that, is that word. Oikodomeo. All right? When you speak words of edification, you're literally releasing grace, which is favor with God and divine dunamis empowerment to be able to fulfill the very thing that God's speaking. The Lord has given us the power to speak words of grace through oikodomeo, edification, I'm going to find, I, I care about you so much that I want to find what the Lord needs me to speak into this. I'm going to partner my faith with it so it's not just flattery. I'm going to partner my spirit with these things of encouragement and, and, and truth into your thing because I want to be a vessel of God's, the dunamis power of God 
to be released in your life, the favor of God to be released in your life, I'm going to partner with you to see this thing happen. We have watered down our concepts of these dynamic spiritual realities. And if we only see it at the level that it's been watered down to, that's where our faith will meet it. And it'll be like a little trickle when the Lord's trying to release a a Niagara Falls. I saw a quote out of a book by John Maxwell this past week. Um, Anybody ever heard of the book, Developing the Leader Within You? I haven't read it for a long time, but I saw this. He quoted a guy named Victor Frankl, I think is how you say that. (laughs) But, But pay attention. This is powerful. If you treat people to a vision of themselves, if you, appar- if you apparently overrate them, you make them become what they are capable of becoming. By overrating them. That's crazy. You know, if we take people as they are, we make them worse. If you just relate, he's saying if you just relate to people as they are instead of seeing the greater things in them, we're actually enabling them to just actually do worse. That's what he's saying, all right? But if we take them as they should be, we help them become what they can be. If you say this is idealism, overrating man, then I must answer, idealism is the real realism, Because you help people actualize themselves. Whoa. That's just another way of saying that God put gold in each other is far greater than where they're living now. And we need to value them at that and call it forth. And when we do it, it actually helps them come into that reality. And when we bypass it, they're probably just going to continue on as they have been and it might get worse. That's a powerful statement. And it's, it's in this book called Developing the Leader Within You. If you want to grow in leadership, grow in that by looking at the gold in one another and calling it forth and getting real good at that. How are you guys doing? You're probably maybe thinking of Shoney's or something. I don't know. I'm just kidding. You guys are, I, I actually, I believe you guys are feasting on this. I believe you're feasting on this. I joke sometimes. What? I, you know, I, you, guys, you guys just witnessed an act of repentance, like right then, because I realized that I, was, I, was, I wasn't actualizing yourselves, right? I, I believe. I believe. I, I recently heard God say this to me. Your edifications create fortifications. Your edifications create fortifications. You're literally building strength in one another. So I gotta I gotta wrap this up and we gotta circle it back to, to what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18. All right, because we're we're getting this revelation now of ep oikodomeo means to build up 
but it means to edify. And we can read that word edify and completely minimalize the impact that it has if we don't understand the power in it and the responsibility in it. Because we have to be, we have to learn how to be intentional to be edifying to one another. We have to see the value in it to be able to see that it's, it, the, the, the power of it is far greater than just saying nice things to one another. We're seeking God's breakthrough in one another. We're seeking the growth of the work of Christ in one another. We're seeking the, the value that God has for his church and how I can put myself into seeing it become everything God's dreamed of it being instead of not caring or letting somebody else do the job. When it literally says it's every single part, it says, it, God, God is prophesying through that passage that there's gonna, it, things are going to grow to a place where every part does its share. Where every joint supplies what's needed. That means every single person in the, in the church, in the kingdom, coming together in the family, the oikos, as a body, as a unified body, is, is realizing I'm responsible to help make the whole thing that Jesus is dreaming of his church come to pass. I've got responsibility in that. I am choosing to invest myself into that. I'm going to show up, not just in body, in spirit, soul, and body, with faith, with belief, with, a, with an urgency to serve it unto health and growth. All of us. Doesn't matter what your position is or what ministry you're part of within the church. Like those are important, but the main thing is that we understand we're God's family and we're each a body part and we're each carrying a grace that we can invest in one another. The way that you choose to love one another and, and, and invest yourself into their growth and their breakthrough, that's what makes it powerful. That's what makes it powerful. So Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, I say to you, you're Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. I will oikodomeo my ecclesia, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Oikodomeo, I'm going to build it. I'm going to strengthen it. But it's in a, we're building a family and a home for it. I call that my church. Okay? And, and so... That's what Jesus is doing, and we get to help Jesus build his church. When we're intentional to edify one another and to edify the church, we can build one another up in Christ. We can call out the gold that we have intentionally sought God to show us in one another. Call it out, and then we can honor them as if it is the pure version of what they are in heaven. <laughs> Do you remember me talking about that? And serve one another. Serve one another. We can do this with a church. We've got to build it up. We've got to call out the gold. 
Stop focusing on what's wrong with it and start seeing what God's doing in it and where he's taking it and investing ourselves, honoring it, and serving it. Come on. So we, can, we need to ask the question, how can I help aim the church into its true identity and the grace of God that's on it? We're, we're learning how to conduct ourselves in the household of God, Amen. And, and I'll close with this. I want you guys to stand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over you. By the way, you guys are amazing people. And I, I really do love your hunger for God and, and for his presence and your hunger to grow, your hunger. I, I, I also respect your desire to be challenged. <laughs> I respect that. We, we need to be people who want to be challenged in areas that we need challenged in. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to pray for you guys. Lord, can you maybe, maybe listen, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord right now. Let's just engage with him for a second. Lord, I, I pray... Holy Spirit, that you will impart these words of grace into them. <laughs> Lord, that these, these words that I just gave, Lord God, would truly have the supernatural work of edifying them. Edifying them. Of building them up, of strengthening them. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll continue just giving the prophetic downloads of being able to see one another after the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask you to impart that, Lord God, more, just an increase of the ability to be able to see one another after the Spirit and no longer after the flesh. Help, help us. I, I pray even right now, Lord, just like I talked about recently, Lord, that you want to show us what a person would look like if they were in heaven and didn't have the, the junk of the earth on them, the pure version, and that's how you see us. I, I pray that you'll help people to begin seeing people like that. I want you to ask the Lord, this, I'm going to give you a challenge, actually, as I close. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to give you a download of somebody that's in this room right now. Just to show, to show you something that he wants to strengthen or, or encourage in their life. The Lord is doing a work in each person. Ask him, what could I do in this moment right now to partner with your oikodomeo work in them, what you're building up in them, what you're strengthening them? How can I edify that person in partnership with you?
Ask the Lord if there's any way that you can edify someone in this room before you leave today. Just take a moment. Amen. Now you, now you get to do that. You get to release those words to somebody. I bless you guys. We're going to have a ministry team up here to pray for you for anything you need prayer for. And we love you. Have a great day.